Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Hi, everybody. I'm Lauren Cohen, the host of Investing Across Borders, where we teach you to invest, live, work, and play across borders. I'm an international legal and real estate expert, originally from Canada, now in South Florida, and grateful to be here because I just had a pile of snow in my hometown of Thornhill, Ontario. So I was speaking with a couple of people this morning that were snowed in, and I was like, oh, I'm grateful to be in Florida. So I am here today with my very good friend and wonderful, amazing credibility expert, Mitchell Levy. Mitchell is in uh, literally on the other side of the country in the San Francisco Bay Area. I guess it could be further, you could be in Seattle, but Mitchell and I have known each other a good couple of years. And last year we were on the marketers cruise together, which obviously this year was postponed. Who knows how indefinitely. Um, and we've had some some good times together. Mitchell, you want to say hi and introduce yourself to the audience, please? <laughs> hi, Lauren. Nice hi. to see you. <laughs> good to be here. Good. It's good to have you here. Tell us a little about yourself. I mean, what brought you to where you are? You publish books, you help people become experts in their fields, and you just really, I know the CPOP, and there's so many amazing things that you brought to the world. Tell us a little bit about them. <laughs> okay, I love open-ended questions. So think of me as in two, two areas. One is what I actually do to help other people get credibility one-on-one, -on -one, which I get paid for. The other is actually understand what the word credibility is. And so I'm a global credibility expert and have uh, interviewed over 500 thought leaders on this concept of credibility and have redefined the definition. And so I'm, I'm working on getting that updated at Oxford. Came out with a- <laughs> Are they listening to you? I love that. Well, it's, it, it's, it will change whether or not they listen now or tomorrow, it will change. So, and so the, uh, have a book on the topic called Credibility Nation. Have I see a it membership. behind you also, yeah. All right, have a membership community of, of the same name. And, and recently, actually, uh, it'll be out in April, shot a, shot a TED Talk focused on credibility. So there's one concept is what is credibility? How do we live it? How do we, how do we execute on it? We'll, we'll talk about that further. And then how you and I, when we originally met back on the marketer's cruise and actually even before then. Yeah. The, how did we the, meet? Oh, LinkedIn. It was LinkedIn. It was LinkedIn. And, and so there are two things that, that I'm doing at the moment. Uh, one is done for you book publishing. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those and that's just an incarnation, one of many things people can do to get credibility. And so for those that want a book, four months from the time we start, we've ghostwritten, published, distributed, and made them an Amazon bestselling author. And then now here's the coolest thing that's relatively new, um, and that is running cred reels. A cred reel is a credibility shine video. It's an opportunity in five minutes for you to have a, an asset that people get to know, like, and trust you before they meet you. And that is, I've now have a new program we're just kicking off that is a annual program. So it's a semi-annual update to your cred reel. Tell Kinda us cool about stuff. the cred reel. What's the cost of the cred reel? What's the value of the cred reel? Why is it so important for every expert to have a cred reel? Say that five times fast. I know I have a problem with ours too. So <laughs> the, 
It's the research that went into the, the results, into what credibility is. And it's always the same five questions. And I think probably the best way to say it, let's see, what's the end result? We all are looking for people to meet us, to, to interact with us, to, to actually find us and get word of mouth marketing is, is one of the best possible things we can do. Well, how do they do that? Well, they have to know who you are and they have to remember you for who you are in such a short phrase, a sort of short approach that they actually want to recommend you. And then you need to reinforce that content, reinforce who you are on your social media, on your, I'd say your asynchronous communication. So let's, let me give you a stat. 98%, it's now up to over 550 people, 98% of the people who get their cred reel need clarity on their CPOP. So the CPOP is your customer point of pain. And so it's often surprising to me that that number is so high. Essentially, in less than 10 seconds, typically one to three seconds, less than 10 words, can you say who you serve and the pain point you serve? And most people, 98%, actually need clarity on that. Now, when you could be so clear that you can articulate who you serve and the pain point you serve in, let's say, three seconds... And now what happens is you go to your LinkedIn, once you know that, you go to your LinkedIn profile and you do a update to it. You make it search engine optimized based on your CPOP. You go to your website, you do the same sort of thing. It gives you a lens, it's a compass. Your, your CPOP is your compass for who you are and how you serve. It doesn't mean your compass doesn't change over time. What mm -hmm. it does mean though, and this is why we put the semi-annual thing in place, is Every now and then you're going to say, hey, wait, I want to change slightly or the world's changed around me. Let me re-update. And so the primary focus is really the green room conversation that the interviewees have with me, where we actually focus on and give clarity to your CPOP. The rest is just reinforcing who you are and what you do and how best you can do it. So if somebody sees you, they recognize, imagine you get an introduction and somebody Somebody says, oh, I know Lauren does the following. Here, watch this. And they watch the five-minute video and they go, hey, I kind of like her. I want to do business with her. That's what, that's what a cred reel is. And we charge $9.97. We charge $1,000 for a cred reel. And that's a one-time charge, right? That's a one-time charge. And, and, well, let me ask you this, Lauren. This is what this, is this, this morning's uh, uh, after-workout brainstorm is for $1,500, what I was going to do is put people on a continuity program. And so we, I need to set that up as of, uh, as of this afternoon. But and a continuity program will do a cred reel once every six months. So a semi-annual cred reel. So essentially, you're getting two for the, for the price of one and a half. And I think what the last person I interviewed was someone in, in the marketing space who actually does this. I mean, she helps her clients get, get known. And... When she came on, what we did is we, we did the conversation. It's typically a 45-minute interview, we, which produces that five-minute video, that five-minute interview. So that 45 minutes, when we changed her – by the way, I don't change CPOPs. I just listen. And based on listening, I go, oh, wait, you know, I think your CPOP's this, right? And it was so profound for her that she needed another week. So we rescheduled for the following week. We, we did the interview. And, and I said, well, should we do this every, every quarter? And her response couldn't have been better. She goes, Mitchell, I have a lot of work now. 
I need to go into my LinkedIn profile and I need to update. I need to go into my website and update it based on allowing people to see me the way this CPOP now lets me do it. So why don't we do it every semi-annually? And so for 1500 a year, the opportunity to stay on top of who you are and what you do, because Lauren, here's the cool part. If the CPOP is your compass, it tells you who you are, what you do, where you're going. When you can then do search engine optimization around your CPOP on LinkedIn, on right. your website, you're magnetizing your compass. Exactly. Of course. I mean, it does make sense. And obviously it's like a business plan. So people write business plans and they put them on the shelf and they're like, oh, that's my business plan. And then six months or a year later, they go and they're like, it's not my business plan anymore. For example, COVID happened. Lots of people's business plans changed, right? Changed. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Like a lot of like the marketers cruise people, for example. Um, but at the end of the day, if you keep it static, it's, you know, it, that's not the way the world works. So you do need to have some kind of a continuity program. And, and I think that's great. And the beauty of what you do is that it is pervasive across borders, right? It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you need this CPOP. You need to know what your customer point of pain is. You need to know how to address that point of pain. This is the best way to sell is to actually respond to the customer's pain point and to know what it is and how to respond. Um, you know, it's a, and, and I, and it also helps you to target your target market, hone in laser focus on your target market. Now, how many people would you say are scared of being too focused on their target market? How many entrepreneurs percentage wise that's a great question no one's asked that question so i i think this numbers the number that pops in my head is the pareto number of 80 percent. i'm gonna say 80 i think you're probably about right because i would i would bet you that most entrepreneurs especially newer entrepreneurs are scared of honing in on their target market because oh, they think right. they're going to be too narrowly focused and you're doing yourself just, you know, if you're watching this or listening, you're doing yourself a disservice. Huge disservice. <laughs> the better you could be. So let's just, let's just be, let me give you mine. My, my CPOP is huge. Humans that want to be seen as credible. Now, who's going to recommend me for that per se? Right. Now, what will happen is when you, if you hear me, you go, oh man, that's really interesting, Mitchell. And I said, well, we have a membership community and at different price points, you can come and join. We well, might recommend that. Now, if you heard me and you heard me when I upfront where I talked about what I do for books, the next time somebody says, hey, listen, I, I need a book and I just don't have any time, or I've been thinking about writing my book forever. Like, well, talk to Mitchell. I mean, that's one of the things we do or the or the same thing on the cred drill. The, the thing that's really fascinating is I have a lot of really good friends that I actually um, end up having continual com conversation with, continual communication with. And a number of them, although I may really like them and appreciate them, I don't necessarily, like when their perfect prospect comes by me, I don't necessarily know to recommend them. Because they're so broad at what they do, it's mm -hmm. not clear that this is what they serve. This is who they serve. And this is why a good recommendation would, would make place. And I think that's the, as an entrepreneur going into this, I've heard this before. So let me share. This is the, like the, let's say we're, you're, you're a beginning entrepreneur and you don't even know what to charge. Okay. I I've heard in, this. At any stage, you're always. Oh, well, by the way, that's right? actually always. I mean, look, you asked me, what do you think about this? Right. 
Actually, that's because true. Because I'm your target it's- market, aren't I? So it's all, and, and I think that that's so important to understand. I just want to highlight the fact that no matter what stage you are in your business, you're always going, you need to, if you want to be successful, just like I said about this business plan and the static business plan, you need to be willing to be flexible and you need to be open to change because otherwise you're not going to be successful and your target market may change over time, right? I think you brought up a really good point. Thanks for throwing it back at me. No matter who you are, there's always something new and an opportunity for you to, I guess I test drove my target market. Like Lauren, would you pay 1500 a year to, <laughs> to get to a year? And and after we're done, Lauren might say, yeah, Mitchell here, Where's where do I sign up, right? Listen, and- I have it written down already, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. Because the reality is that everybody needs the support of a team. And I think that within the scope of what you're doing, building that, that membership platform and, you know, that ongoing, it's not one and done. We're never one and done with a visa. This morning, I'm talking to people. They finally, somebody actually said to me, and what happens once we get the visa? Do we still work with you? <laughs> yes, please. The point is you got to renew that damn thing. And if you just leave it, hanging out there, you're not going to be able to. And people don't get that. You can't just say, I got the visa. I got the cred wheel. I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not done. Now it's implementation. Now it's updating. Now it's test driving it. Now it's split testing. Did that cred wheel do what you wanted it to do? Maybe you need to modify it. Maybe you didn't really, through nobody's error, just you just missed something. Now fix it. Perfect. Right. All right. right. So See, write that down. That's your copy for your email campaign. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I absolutely but the, love that. But the other part of it is, and this is interesting because you do work with people literally from all over the world. Are different people in different countries responding differently to what you're offering? Or, and I asked this question of Penny Zanker the other day. She's been, she's done business. She lived in Switzerland. She did, she sold her company to a French company. What do you feel that people are people or are they, do you need to address your marketing very differently depending on the country that you're targeting at the time? Oh, that's a very interesting question. I think I, I'm going to say something initially partially controversial. I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I've always felt that the Silicon Valley janitor could say something and people would listen from around the world. <laughs> yes. And, and that's still, that's still true here. So it's harder for me to answer your question because being a Silicon Valley consultant expert, you know, thought leader, credibility expert, whatever it is you want to call me. So being that I've always had people listen or pay attention differently because the expectation is that new trends, new ideas emanate out of Silicon Valley. Now on a credwell side, you know, it's really interesting. I'm trying to think about is there, I don't actually see a difference. Like when I talk to, when I talk human to human. So when we're in a green room and I am, I turn the recording off. So there's no recording. And we're talking about who you are and how you serve. A human is a human, right? And I think I think what happens is sometimes we may change the CPOP because of the economic environment around them, right? So, so they're 
there are external factors that may change how people share, show themselves or of present course. themselves. But at the end of the day, your CPOP is your purpose. It's, it's what you, you wake up in the morning and you are excited about doing something because. If you're not excited about doing something because then you have the wrong CPOP and you're on the wrong, maybe the wrong planet, yeah. right? So <laughs> Definitely the um, wrong trajectory. You're in the wrong trajectory, right? And, and I think, I think, so to answer your question, the answer is not really. I mean, there isn't, when you get down to the fundamental of who you are and what your purpose is and how you serve, that breaks all borders. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with you. One thing that I have noticed is that working with people from literally all over, all over the world, 80% of them inbound to the US. 20% outbound from the US or Canada to somewhere else, okay? So obviously the North Americans for the most part, well, actually this is not even true because they call me the Canadian whisperer because Canadians are different. Canadians are longer decision makers. They take a lot longer to make decisions. Now, some of the Canadians that you're dealing with, the, my Canadians, for example, the big, the, the big guys are actually my clients. So some of the Canadians you're dealing with don't make decisions as slowly because they're in a different echelon. But Canadians as a rule are more conservative. So you're gonna sell to them a little differently, but you're still gonna speak that same language. However, if you're in Canada and you're doing a presentation about the CPOP, let's say, do you think you might modify the way that you did it? Definitely, oh. if you're in Israel or you're in France. To answer that question, absolutely. Exactly. Culturally. Uh, the funniest, the funniest thing I did and how I learned that lesson, Lauren, was I think it was in, it, it might have been as early as 19, is in the late 1980s. Mm -hmm. Okay. Long, long, long time ago. And I was working for Sun Microsystems and I was working in their financial systems at the time. And I created something for all the financial analysts around the world. And so I actually got on a plane and I, first I, did the training in, in uh, the U.S. in California. Then I went to the East Coast of the U.S. And then I went to- Even that's and, different, right? Oh, well, I'm going to go through all of them. Okay. So, so I went to London, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Japan. And I was shocked at, I guess I was, I was kind of naive before then. And then all of a sudden I was shocked afterwards because yeah, even the U.S. Is, is different. Now at the time, this is no, hopefully no longer true. In most of the other places of the world, you needed to consume a liquid lunch, which meant <laughs> alcohol. Okay. Now you need it here. <laughs> and, and now I, now I actually have a liquid lunch, but it's a green juice, right? Right, so, exactly. And, but it was really fascinating. I think probably the the shocker for most people who, when you think about the Asian cultures um, in Hong Kong and more importantly in Japan, you can't possibly train the same way. It just doesn't work. You, it needs to be more experiential. You need to get people out of their chair, out of their comfort zone. You can't say, did you hear what I say? Do you understand it? Because so in the US, when you say, Lauren, did you understand what I just said? You're gonna say yes. In Japan, when you said, did you understand what I said? The answer is, yes, I heard that you asked me a question. It's not that I understood what you said, it's that I heard a question. So yes doesn't mean yes in different parts of the world. And, and then when I think about 
when I think about Germany or France or UK and the sales cycle, they're always, it's different because the, depending on where you are and, and as also, as you mentioned, a Canadian is not a Canadian, right? There are multiple types of Canadians, right? And so what happens is, and we know this from understanding a sales funnel, what you need to know when you're interacting with somebody is where are they, the overall concept of the sales funnel? Do they know you? Do they like you? Do they trust you? If that's the case, then they're actually listening to who you are and what you have to say. Now, a lot of times if they don't know who you are and you're at the top of the funnel, you need to do things that get people to know, like, and trust you. You get to do things so that they assume that when you say something and you promise a result, you're going to deliver it. Because unfortunately, today, there's all these people promising a bunch of shit and not delivering. Mm -hmm. I, I call a them dubious. A lot of promises, not a lot of fulfillment. And I call those people dubious. So I do. I do, and a lot of people do this as well, is actually say, here's what we're going to do. Here's the end result. Here's the promise. Here's the guarantee, mm -hmm. right? And it's what's nice about that approach is you're relieving the pressure associated with delivering something. Mm -hmm. You know, on, on the book side, we are, we will, unless the author slows us down four months from the time we start and only 10 hours of the author's time, we will ghostwrite, publish, distribute, make them an Amazon best-selling author. And how much is this? 5000 10000 What's the deal? I forget. We have our current process. We do a little bit more. We're at 27500 And we deliver what we do. Let's see. I'll give you an example. See, there's value in what this gentleman does because he, the value is dictated by yeah, the fact we, we do hardcover. We uh -huh. do paperback. We uh -huh. do... Part of what happens as soon as we're done in the four months, we let the author contact our partner and then they read their audio book. We do color on the inside and then there's a QR code that points to a video. So part of it is having videos where the author's talking about their content. And then the really cool part is most of the time when you're thinking about a book, what happens is the ROI doesn't come from book sales. Nope. The ROI comes from speaking and speaking consulting. Now, there is a place where you could get an ROI. And part of the 27.5, we actually create a one-hour course. And so, you know, your book, you're selling for, for, we typically sell a hardcover for 25. We sell a paperback for, for 20. Maybe you make a buck. Maybe you make two or three bucks per book. Nothing. You can actually sell an online course for $197. And so how many online courses do you need to sell? Not as many, right? Mm -hmm. So so we actually, um, for that 27.5, we, we do the online course, it's the audio book, and then physical hardcover and paperback books and the Amazon bestseller campaign. That's an awesome, amazing deal. And obviously you're also going to help them. This is all building their credibility and it's all interconnected back to being part of Credibility Nation. And right. how many books, how many authors have you published? Oh, we've published over 750 books. That's a lot. It's a couple. <laughs> I know that there's a guy in Boca, who I won't name, who you've done, what, about 10 books for my friend here in Boca, Jack? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It might be seven or eight. Yeah. We did one with him and his daughter, which was absolutely beautiful. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's funny because it just goes to show you how pervasive what Mitchell is doing is because I was co-chair at a Jewish federation 
program with this gentleman and he had a book and I, I he had many books, but we, 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 we were introducing all these icon speakers, very, very high profile speakers. Like I can't remember their names now, but like the gentleman who started Subway or the gentleman who like the CEO of Carnival and Cruise Lines and all these major philanthropists. And I'm looking at the book and I'll see the back and I see your name and I'm like, wait a minute. And it was just very cool because it just shows you how pervasive it is in well, entrepreneurial world. Is there any reason world. we can't mention his name? I'd be happy to mention his name. You can mention his name. So, so Jeffrey Shavitz is absolutely, what I love about Jeff is he's, he is constantly reevaluating and, and repurposing. And uh, so way back when he started and ran a credit card processing company, sold that. He now does something really interesting, Lauren. He, he goes to larger companies and essentially he'll say, I think you're paying too much for your credit card stuff. I'm not going to charge you anything. I'm just going to save you money. And you split the money savings with me. Like, think about business model here, guys. This is like such a beautiful thing. When you could, the guarantee is don't pay me. Think about this. So even if you don't know, Jeff, don't pay me unless I save you money. And if I save you money, it's newfound money. So I get half of it. It's a nice model, actually. Yeah. And that's actually a great model for success because you're partnering with the client uh, and you take a vested interest in the outcome of the, of the process. And there's a gentleman we know from our cruise that does that with taxes. And it's just a great way because it, it shows that you're vested and invested in the outcome. And it's a great way to make even more money, but you're building credibility because you're participating in the outcome. You're not just saying my fee is X no matter what. So it's a great model. So Mitchell, if people want to reach you and learn about Credibility Nation or how to get their books published in multiple streams, how do they do that? So credibilitynation.com, so exactly how it sells is how you can get to the membership site. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach me directly, it's just my name, MitchellLevy360.com. And there you could, it'll point you back to Credibility Nation. It'll also let you connect to me on social media and it has access to my calendar. So you, if you want to book time directly on my calendar, just go to MitchellLevy360.com. MitchellLevy360.com. This is Lauren Cohen from Boca Raton, Florida, signing off with Investing Across Borders. I thank you for being my guest today. I'm glad that you're staying safe and well on the West Coast as I am here on the East Coast. And it's always a pleasure to spend time with you, oh, Mitchell. Absolutely, Lauren, you, you are fantastic. I, Thank I you. really enjoy it's this. A pleasure. Richard Fain, by the way, is the, <laughs> could, could not remember you know the name. was going to come somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes my brain is a little overwhelmed. So, but it's, uh, it's, it's great. So anyway, and it's wonderful because all of us in the entrepreneurial world really do work together. And, you know, if you want to learn about Mitchell's programs, I know that he has affiliate programs so you can bring others to his programs from all over the world so that you can help them build their credibility and bring value to what they're doing. Actually, I, Lauren, I, I know we're, we're wrapping up the end, but there's something really interesting. I, I'm always a big fan of experimentation. So there's a guy I bumped into, a guy by the name of Lucas Root. Lucas is probably one of the most, I can't say he's world renowned because not, not as many people know him because he's behind the scenes. He is one of the, most amazing executioners I've ever 
Now, that sounds like Henry the Eighth. Let's change that. He's somebody who executes implementers. Implementers for execution. Oh, he's not the direct implementer. He'll oh, okay. set the strategy for the company to do the implementation and execution and the accountability. So we are doing together a, if you go to the stuff at Mitchell Levy 360 or Credibility Nation, we are actually doing a five-day challenge together and leading that into a mastermind. And it's, we're charging probably one-tenth of what we think we should be charging um, for those people who are part of the mastermind. And it's going to be for the rest of the year, we will help those, those 10 to 12 people who are involved we will help them execute both with credibility, executing upon their purpose. It's uh, I think that's that's a really, really nice way to think through. But but I'm always experimenting and playing with uh, entrepreneurs. But Lucas, we go to Credibility Nation. You you definitely want to join our three our five day challenge for that. Absolutely, that sounds awesome. CredibilityNation.com. This is Lauren Cohen again, thanking my friend Mitchell Levy over in the on the west coast of the country and uh, signing off for today from investing cross borders where we teach you how to invest live work and play globally thanks again for joining us today bye for now thanks Lauren. thank you bye thanks for listening to investing across borders with lauren cohen make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.